Do you feel that you're losing the battle with looking and feeling your best? Stop! Welcome to Body Balance Talk with your host, Jeannie Schmidt, along with Lucy and Madeline. Your body has an outstanding ability to heal itself and stay healthy. It's up to you to get the process started. Now, here's the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body Balance Talk. This is Lucy Hewitt, nutritional therapist. And is Madeline here today? She's here as well today. Yep, I'm Madeline Hewitt. And I'm Jeannie Schmidt, PharmD. And welcome to the show today. And here we are in beautiful Minneapolis on yet another gorgeous summer day. And we have had just the most amazing summer here. It's August 8th. And it's so great that we have so much more summer left. And I know many of you are from around the country and even outside the country. But for here in Minneapolis and the surrounding area, we just absolutely treasure summer days like this. And we've had so much rain early in the summer that the greenery, the trees and all kinds of greenery here is just so lush and beautiful and more so than it usually is. And so for us who live in this area, we really, really have been savoring these days. And something I love to do is I love to take a walk around Lake Harriet with my husband, David, and we we go on these walks almost every single night, and we go after it's dark. And we go at that time because most of the people are all gone around the lake, and it's just so incredibly peaceful and calm. And we find that after a day of computers and phones and social media and driving, and for both of us, we have a lot of music in our life and a lot of people It's such a treat to just have this hour of peace and quiet. And the only drawback is that sometimes we get back from our walk quite late. And so it makes it a little bit tricky to get to bed on time when it's summer. Now, it's these little daily habits that add up, and they either add to or they detract from our experience of life and our happiness and our health. And do you ever wonder why you are the way you are? And do you ever wonder why some people are happy and other people are not very happy? Or why some people are healthy and other people are not very healthy? And it would appear that that's just the way that people are, that maybe it's genetic. And maybe we think that our DNA dictates what our personalities are like and who we become as people. And to a certain extent, that is true. And we definitely are all born with a certain genetic predisposition. But does that mean that you're destined to be that way as if there's nothing that you can do about it? And it's easy to think, well, I'm this way because my whole family is this way. And you might think, well, heart disease runs in my family or high cholesterol runs in my family or a pessimistic attitude runs in my family. I'm just like my mom or I'm just like my dad. And it becomes really easy to accept that that's really who we are and that we should just simply accept that fact that that's who we are. Well, in fact, while it's true that we have this genetic predisposition, it's also true that circumstances around us affect how we feel. But the exciting part here is starting to know and understand that we can tap into what's called epigenetics to change this outcome. And what's that? What's that word, epigenetics? Well, understand that you have DNA with genes. And these genes can either be expressed or not expressed. And it's our environment that determines which genes are going to be expressed and which ones get turned off, disabling them from expressing themselves. 
Now, this is exciting because it implies and it, it tells us that we actually have some control over our lives and over our health and who we are. And by when I'm talking about the environment can turn genes on and off, by environment, I'm meaning the food that we eat, what we drink, our toxin load, and believe it or not, the most important of all is the thoughts that we have. So here on the show, we talk about nutrition, and sometimes we talk a little bit about exercise, but here, what I'm here to tell you is that it's actually the thoughts that we carry that's even more important than all of this. So really, in reality, it's all important, but thoughts are very, very important. It's interesting to note that researchers have determined that we have thousands of thoughts a day, something like 60,000 thoughts. And when I find this information out, I'm really not sure how someone determined how many thoughts we have. I think that would be kind of interesting to ask, how do you know that we have 60,000? But anyway, it's, it's relatively ex- an accepted number in the field. And it's also known that it's common and normal to have about 80% of those thoughts as negative thoughts. And only 20% are usually positive, and this is just for most people. And it's important to know that having 80% of your thoughts, if they're negative, that is certainly going to negatively affect your DNA and your gene expression. And it's been shown, this is important to, to note, it's been shown that after having five minutes of negative thoughts, so imagine something happens to you, you're in um, car traffic or something, you know, you're on your computer and now you have the old version of something and you can't update it and you're calling customer support and you have to press all these buttons on the phone and that goes on for about five minutes and you start having this really negative experience. Just after five minutes of that, your immune system is negatively impacted for at least six hours. That means that changes your whole biochemistry of your body just by having those sorts of thoughts. And it's good to know that the opposite is true when you're flooded with good thoughts. Your immune system then is positively impacted for hours. So I'm isn't that interesting, Lucy? I thought you would like that. Yeah, you, I would have never actually thought that it, my negative thoughts would affect me for so long. Yeah, and Madeline, you have quite a bit of experience with this because you've kind of been focusing on positive thoughts lately. Yeah, well, I really believe that a lot of the health success that I've had lately actually has to do with positive thinking that I've had and that I don't know if I'm manifesting or if I'm just focusing more on positive things, but I've really had some health um, triumphs lately, and that's really been my main focus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and it's, it's important to note that when you have these positive thoughts, sometimes people think, well, that's just kind of magic, and it's woo-woo and all of this other kind of stuff, but actually it's really easy to show biochemical-wise that when you have certain thoughts, it affects your whole biochemistry, it affects your stress hormones, it affects your immune system, and it even affects your gut bacteria, and that we need to know that we're all connected. Our thoughts are connected to our bodies. And so if we think that it's body and mind, they really act as one. And so with this, I'm going to propose that we all play a game this week, and we can just start it actually right now. It's a special game. And what we can do is pretend like we have five Academy Awards to give out each day. 
So we like the Academy Awards. Those are people that have really achieved a lot and everybody votes for them and they get these great awards and they wear fun gowns and they're on TV and then they're in all the magazines. Well, you can pretend like you have five of those Academy Awards that you get to, you get to choose situations or people that would deserve those. And this is something that we can start today. So here in Minneapolis, it's only 110. So there's a lot of hours in the day left that we can start this game. So you have these five special awards. And there are awards for anything that oh, you see. Jeannie, I think you cut out. Yeah. So let's hear what these awards are. So we have five different awards. Do we, what do we award these for? Oh, let's see. I'm trying. There How you do are. I hear back on? Am I on yeah. again? Okay, yes. great. Yeah, these five special awards. Um, these would be awards for anything that you see that's positive. And so this should start you looking and searching for positivity. And so it might be easy to think that you just sit around and have these positive thoughts. But when you play this game, you're actually looking for things in your environment that you see and feel and hear that are positive. So you actually seek it out. And then when you find something, you mark it in your mind or even say something positive to a person. So you could say something, but this is really just the whole game is about starting to seek out positivity in your environment. So, for instance, um, I played this game for myself this morning when I was driving in, and I just, I just have to admit, I know that a lot of people aren't going to like this, but I'm just going to go and say it anyway. Um, here in Minneapolis, we have a lot of people that are biking, which is actually a very positive thing. I think, I think in the whole nation, maybe we have the most number of people biking, and we've got a lot of the roads dedicated to biking. And so it really is a positive thing. But me, I get in my car, and I'm driving, and I always drive around the lakes, and I drive on um, along the creek. So the bikers like to ride right in the middle of the road. And that usually irritates me big time because they're not riding their bike very fast and then I have to drive slow and it also makes me a little bit nervous because I just feel like it's easy to hit them. Well, today I decided to play this game and sure enough, there's this biker and I thought, well, isn't that so great that this man is out on his bike in the fresh air and instantly that changed my day and you know, the bikers are going to be out there whether whatever happens. And so this really is just my choice what I think about it. And so that's an example. And I didn't get out of my car and say anything to the man. So it's not necessary that you go and say things to these people. What it does, it does is it puts you in a different place when you're actually seeking out positive things. Um, then there was something else that happened too. These women just decided to walk right out in the road and cross the road. That happens all the time when you're driving across the lakes. And again, normally that would irritate me, but I thought, isn't that nice that these women are out having conversation and they're getting some exercise out in the fresh air and I'm happy to slow down for them. That just slows me down in my day. And so these are just some examples. There's, there's billions of examples of how we can just start to seek out positivity and see the world in a different way. And so, and you play this game where you think, well, would I give an Academy Award to, to this situation? So we're going to just challenge people to do this and do this starting now for the next week. And you should notice a difference. And this could be a difference in your health or it could be a difference in your relationships or maybe a difference at work. 
And for many people, you could expect to see a dramatic, a dramatic, dramatic difference, something that's life-changing. So after doing this for a week, we suggest then keep it up and make it a habit. And I started off the show by talking about the small habits that we have really turn us into the people that we are. And it's these daily habits, they add up day after day. And the habits can either make you into a better person or they can make you into maybe you'd call a little bit of a worse person. So those are choices that we have and it determines our health and it determines our happiness. And on that note, I am so happy that we have a special guest on our show. Ellie Ross is joining us from college. And speaking of habits, Ellie recently decided to change and improve her diet. And she's on the show to share her experience. And Ellie is my niece. She's my sister's daughter. I have three sisters and one of them, Sue. This is her daughter, Ellie. Sue has five kids, and Ellie is one of one of those, one of the special ones. And she is also a cousin to Lucy and Madeline. And so, yes, we're all family on the show today. And Ellie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi. Hi, Ellie. So we want to hear. Hello. And where are you in college? What what location? Um, in right Minnesota. Now, I'm in Des Moines, Iowa. I go to school at Drake. And I will be starting my first year of pharmacy school. Oh, how oh, exciting. So yes. So you're at Drake and you're going to be continuing pharmacy school at Drake. Is that right? Yep, that's right. Great. Okay. Well, today we want to hear about these changes that you've made and how you've started to improve your diet. So can you tell us what did you do or why, why don't we start with why you wanted to change your diet? Why did you want yeah, to make changes? Sure. Um, I actually, when I did change it, it was really a win decision. Um, my mom was mostly, uh, Sue, who Jeannie was talking about, um, was looking to get healthier. Um, and she was just talking about the bad effects of grains and carbs on the brain and the whole body and sugars and things like that. And um, I decided that I would just start this new diet. I don't like to call it a diet. I like to call it a lifestyle. And um, I just started it with her one day, and I kind of just learned as I went. And I actually ended up really liking it and want to keep learning more. So what kind of of changes did you make at first? What was that? What kind of changes did you make at first? Like what kind of food or lifestyle changes? Sure. Um, first, I cut out all carbs. Um, so no bread, no pasta, um, and all artificial sugars. Um, so most of the sugar that I was eating only came from fruit. And um, the main things I ate were meat and vegetables. Wow. So how did you feel when you started doing that? Um, The first two weeks or so was tough because it was hard to get used to. And um, I think my body wasn't used to eating like that. But as I kept going, um, I really started to feel really great. And um, um, the food I was eating, I felt like I was getting a lot more out of it instead of feeling tired or 
kind of, I don't want to say nauseous, but it doesn't always feel good when you eat a huge meal of pasta and you feel like tired and... Yeah, so before you started these changes and before you cut out some grains and and more of the starches, what kinds of foods did you eat before? Did you eat a lot of pasta or a lot of bread? Yeah, I uh, like Italian food is probably one of my favorites, actually. I love bread. Um, I mean, I'm in college, so I, I was eating out of the dining hall here, and it's not... They do have healthy choices, but there is a lot of, like, macaroni and cheese and chicken strips and French fries. I really didn't even think about what I was eating at all until, like, this one specific day when um, I was talking to my mom about being healthy. So it's kind of a big change. Yeah, that would be a big change. That's interesting about when you mentioned about Sue, your mom, and it sounds like she, she read the book Grain Brain. Is that right? Yeah, we both actually read it. Uh huh. Yeah, and it's quite a compelling book, and it's a book that we really encourage our uh, listeners to get that book and read it. And in fact, it was it. Uh, if you know my sister Sue, she's not really um, an easy person to convince about too much of anything. But when she read that book, it was super compelling to her, mainly because of the whole issue with the effects of grains on people's brains. Yes, this is so interesting, and that book is super helpful for people. Well, let's yeah. go to a break. So, Ellie, hold on the phone, and when we come back, we'll continue talking to you. And everybody who's listening, if you have questions either for us or for Ellie today, call us at one 866 472 We'll be back soon. Your life, your health your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly, but instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the Cancer Coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach us with your questions and comments, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy, and today I'm here with Madeline and Jeannie and our special guest, Ellie Ross. And Ellie joins us from college. She's just about to start pharmacy school, and she's been implementing more dietary changes and lifestyle changes into her life recently. And Ellie, we were just talking about during the break that you didn't necessarily feel bad or you had lots of health issues or felt like you were overweight or anything like that before you made these changes. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really was kind of had a normal diet and just sort of a normal person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you were an athlete in high school. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. I did a lot of running and mostly running and playing tennis, so... So did you learn about eating lots of carbohydrates and lots of pasta back then? Oh, yeah. Like, the carbo-loading thing was totally a thing that we did. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So, well, so then what we're wondering then, you know, you being such a young person, um, we're just kind of wondering, uh, when you change your diet like this, was there anything that you felt that changed for you? Oh, completely. I... When I run now, I feel like I have way more energy. Um, so the whole carbo-loading thing, completely, I don't know. I My thoughts have changed about that. Um, I don't run super consistently. I'm trying to more, but uh, I feel like I could go forever when I haven't ran in weeks when I'm on this diet. And when you first started to change your diet, um, well, when was that? Was that recently or how long ago did yeah, you first change? Yeah, it was the beginning of summer. So Can you hear everybody? Oh, I was off. Okay, it, so you changed your diet June. at the beginning yeah, of the summer? Early, yeah, early June, I believe. So Okay. Okay, and then was it really easy to run like you can run now when you first changed your diet? Yeah. Or did your exercise kind of fluctuate, like your your ability to exercise intensely? Did it kind of change at first, or what was that like when you first changed your diet? Um, I wasn't really exercising too much when I first changed my diet. Uh, lately is what I've been focusing more on is exercising. Um, but I did notice the first time I ran while I was on this diet, it was really surprising. Um, so there was that to it. It wasn't more difficult in any way. It was all positive for sure. Wow. Well, that is just so exciting. And then you started your diet. Were you living at college or were you living at home? Um, I was just home for about two weeks, and I started that second week while I was at home, and then I moved back to school and continued it from there. So it was really easy to get, like, the right food set up in my kitchen when I moved into the new place. Oh, well, that's good. Um, so that good. helped a lot. And then, like, did you stay completely with the changes that you made when you moved, or did you... Like, I know you just said that it was easy to keep it, but was it, like, as easy as being at home, or did you find that maybe your roommates or your friends or other people were still wanting to eat unhealthy? And and what was that like? Um, well, actually, my roommate, two of my roommates stick to this diet pretty well. Also, we're all pretty healthy here. 
Um, So that definitely helps. Um, I think the hardest thing is, though, um, being with other friends and when people want to go out to eat or if I'm invited somewhere, that's when it's the hardest sticking to the diet. Mm-hmm. Is it hard for you to stick to your meal plan with your busy schedule, or are you finding ways to do it? Oh, I don't think it's hard at all. It's I think it's just a matter of making extra food at night when you have time and then packing it for, for lunch. And I don't think it's very hard to prepare vegetables or just cut up an avocado or things like that. There's definitely just alternatives to what you yeah. need to eat. So part of it is the planning ahead and just making sure you're prepared. Yeah. 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 So then what do you do, like what you said earlier, what do you do when you go out with your friends or when they say that they want to like go to a restaurant or eat, you know, food that is not really on your plan? What, what do you do then? Um, sometimes I do make exceptions. Um, as I've been going along, I like to rest because I just don't, I don't even like eating that food anymore Um, or else a lot of my friends know and now they just kind of know not to ask me if I want like a piece of candy or something like that. And usually there are options at restaurants that are okay with the diet. Like you can just order a, a chicken breast with some salad and put vinaigrette and olive oil dressing on or something like that um but yeah yeah and then do you still like do you still eat at the uh cafeteria at your school or do you um, find that I won't it's be on the meal go? plan anymore so I'll be all on my own for that so I think that will actually make it easier yeah that definitely makes it easier so you'll have your own kitchen and more control over what you're having yeah, I won't even have, I don't even keep food here that is off the diet, so I, I don't even buy things with carbs in or sugars, and that makes it a lot easier if I don't even have access to it. Mm-hmm. So then, when, you were st- when you were starting your, changing your meal plan, you were cu- talking about cutting out grains and cutting out all of the carbs. Did you add things in that were new that you haven't really been eating before? Yeah, I had to look up a lot of different foods to eat, so it wasn't so plain all the time, just the chicken breast and vegetables. So um, I've actually been using your guys' blog quite a bit and making things, like, off of that. Oh, which Um, ones have you made? uh, My favorite is the triple chocolate cream cake. Yay. I feel like it's important to keep a... I guess I don't, I shouldn't call it sweet, even though it seems like it is. I, des- mm-hmm. I need to keep a dessert-type food on hand all times because sometimes I just feel like I need food like that. Mm-hmm. And it's yes. great because it's still healthy. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up because we find people that make those recipes and have those foods on hand are much more successful than people that don't. Yeah, yeah, that has definitely helped a lot. Yeah, good. And now, did did we hear that you did have some weight loss with this? Yeah, I did. My, um, I wasn't originally, I didn't need to lose weight at all, and that wasn't why I started this in any way. But I did lose weight, and I'm 
And I did gain weight when I came to college and I ate the meal plan and all that. Um, but now I'm back down to the weight that I was in high school when I was an athlete and working out a lot more. So then when so, you started this way of eating, how much weight did you lose? Um, I, I lost 10 pounds pretty quickly the first month. And I, lately I've been focusing on eating a lot more fat um, because um, I keep losing weight. And now that I'm training for a triathlon, it's been a little bit difficult to keep weight on, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because um, for people that, of course, the listeners don't know you, but Ellie is a tiny, tiny girl. And so when you hear that she's lost 10 pounds, you kind of go, oh, my gosh, and she's she's tiny. And so in her instance, she wasn't even focusing on weight loss, but it just um, seemed to happen. So something I can point out for you, Ellie, is if you are and anybody else who does eat this way and you find that you're losing weight too fast, and we have some here in the studio that's like that, what you do is just eat a little bit more fruit. So eating more fat is usually, it's a great idea to eat a lot of fat, but fat actually doesn't make people gain weight. For people who want to keep weight on or even gain weight, then um, eating more fat isn't going to make you actually gain weight. So you might want to just eat a little bit more fruit. Fruit will keep people with weight on or even help you to gain a little bit of weight. Okay, so you, a, you might good. want to try that if, you're, if you feel like you're getting too thin and just losing too much weight, just eat a little bit more fruit. So fruit okay. is actually meant to fatten people up. And that's the fruit traditionally has been not available all year long, and it's usually available more um, right before winter time, and it fattens people up for hibernation in the, you know, long, long, long thousands of years ago. And so that's something that if anybody is losing too much weight, you just eat a little bit more fruit and that should be, you should keep weight on and you don't even need to eat a lot to do that. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to try that. Mm-hmm. And like, what kind of fruits would you recommend? Like, are there specific ones that are better to eat? Um, they're going to be different for different people. And what we find, this is for most people that we work with are interested in losing weight. And so what we find is that various fruits will make people gain weight really quickly. Like one person in particular, I know she even eats a half an apple. Her weight will go up the next day. Whereas if she eats some other kind of food, like say it's even um, a few tablespoons of fat, her weight doesn't go up at all. It, It will actually go down. And so for that person, it's an apple. For other people, sometimes it's nuts that will make them gain weight. Um, but you, it's really individual and you'd have to try it for yourself. So you just try the different fruits and try different amounts until you see, oh, now my weight is stabilizing and my weight is where I want it to be. So that will be individual for people. And then knowing that the berries are going to be the lower sugar fruits and ones like pineapple and watermelon and bananas are going to be higher sugar. But just because they have higher or lower sugar doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to make you gain or lose weight. So it's really how your body responds to those fruits. So you have to experiment with it for yourself. So so Ellie, for somebody like you, you might just want to have bananas and maybe you already have those in your diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually love eating bananas with almond butter on them. It's probably my favorite snack on this diet. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so maybe I'll an- have to keep eating more of those. Yeah, absolutely. So this is such, I'm so glad we have you on the show because normally we don't have, we don't normally work with people as young as you and we don't normally work with people who have trouble keeping weight on. And so we talk a lot on the show and in our nutrition classes about some of the detrimental attributes of fruit, that fruit, even though it carries a lot of really great phytonutrients and is a really good food category for people, if you're struggling with high insulin or diabetes, or moving towards that direction or your body fat is above where it should be, then fruit is not going to be beneficial for people. And then sometimes they misunderstand that and think we're saying fruit is actually a bad thing. But it's not a bad thing. It depends on what you're working on. And for you, fruit is actually going to be beneficial for you. So good for you for your bananas and your almond butter and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Allie, have you experimented a lot of, as you've been changing your diet, or did you just choose a way to eat and you've just stuck with it until now? Um, I think I started pretty basic at first, um, but as I go along, I find more and more things to make, like the cauliflower crust pizza or mm-hmm. the different dessert. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Good. Um, we have another recipe you might really like, the cauliflower crackers. Oh. That's a, yeah, that's a new one, and that's a good one. And that one's okay. on our blog as well. Mm-hmm. I'll have to try that. Yeah. And, and the then, amount... Oh, go ahead, Madeline. Ellie, you said that you lost some weight, but were there other types of, like, positive, you know, changes that you noticed since you've changed your diet, or was that the only one? Oh, definitely. Um, I feel a lot better throughout the day. I just, a lot of times during, you know, last year during the school year, I would just feel so tired and just need to take a nap or need a cup of coffee to just get through the day. And um, I just feel a lot better in general. I don't feel tired. I, I haven't had to take a nap all summer Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Headaches or, yeah. And did you, before you made these changes, did you think that you had trouble with your energy or did you notice that that was an issue or did it just dramatically change and then you noticed, wow, this is really different once you changed your diet? Yeah, I I really didn't even notice. It's just kind of how a lot of college students are. Um, It's kind of like a lot of college students take naps and things. Mm -hmm. Um, And also another thing, oh, sorry, go on. Well, I was just going to say that's, again, interesting to hear another perspective because a lot of people think that they don't need to change their diet because they have no symptoms, they feel perfectly fine, and maybe that's the case with you, and you thought, well, whatever symptoms I'm having are just normal. Like, it's normal to take a nap, and it's normal to be tired, and... Normal to have headaches. Yep. But then we see that you just decide to make these changes, and things actually improve. Yeah, for sure. Another th- another thing was um, how the food made me feel after I ate it at the dining hall. I felt almost like throwing up sometimes, and I never get that feeling anymore. Oh, um, so I have never felt like, like throwing up after eating. Or, okay. 
Oh, no wow. matter so how that's much a big it is. Change. Yeah, yeah. I think I have a sensitive stomach, mm-hmm. and I don't always feel great after I eat. So, but I haven't felt that at all once oh, I cut out the carbs. So, have you noticed eating anything like some carbs or some pasta that you hadn't been eating for the last few months, and now you feel sick again, or now you get yeah, a headache again? Yeah, every time I, every time I, um, I've like I'm not perfect. I go off the diet, especially on the weekends. It's tougher, or if I don't have access um, to other foods, I I get headaches almost instantly. Um, it just doesn't feel great at all. Okay. If I eat carbs anymore, if I even eat like a normal piece of bread or yeah. a cupcake or something like that. So you notice those changes. Good. Well, it's it looks like it's time for another break. So when we come back, we'll continue talking to Ellie and continue our show. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach us with your questions and comments, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. This is Lucy along with Madeline, Jeannie, and our special guest, Ellie. And we've been talking to Ellie, who is a college student, um, all about changing her lifestyle and how it's benefited her health, even when she didn't even necessarily think that she had health problems in the first place. And something that we especially like about this is that, um, again, in our nutrition classes, we we don't usually work with younger people. They're more um, people maybe in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s that come to our classes and we hear over and over again, well, and, and most of them are also women. 
and we hear over and over again them saying, well, I can make these changes for myself, but you know I have kids. And, you know, kids aren't going to want to eat these foods, and kids aren't going to want to do this. And, you know, my, my daughter or my son is in college, and all they eat is pizza. And there are a lot of these kinds of comments that go around in, in the nutrition class. And um, we can see from talking to Ellie that she is very motivated to feel better and have a better life for herself. And not only that, but she even said on there that her friends and her roommates, are some of them are also eating this way again. And so I think that it's really a lesson for all of us to realize that it doesn't matter if people are young, whether they're children or toddlers or um youngsters in school or if they're college age, it really doesn't matter people's ages, that people really, the bottom line is people want to feel good and even kids want to feel good and that we need to understand that by feeding kids sugar on an everyday basis, that um, sometimes we think that being a kid means giving them ice cream and candy and candy bars and a lot of sugar because that's what childhood is all about. But we really want to start to change our thinking that childhood is also about and it should be about feeling good and that that child needs to start to feel what their body feels like and start to learn how to take care of their bodies and put good nourishing food into their bodies. And we do, you know, on the one hand, have parents that talk about how their kids need to have the sugar and need to have the birthday cake. But there's a growing number of parents who do not believe this at all and have been giving their kids all kinds of wonderful, wonderful food from the get-go or even changing their diets once they learn more about this. And maybe the, the child is maybe 10 years old. But we find that children really, really do want to feel good. And we encourage any parents out there to be encouraging to your children and to be a good role model and to have high expectations for your children that they that they don't just think that they need to have candy all the time and realize that if it looks like that's what they need, that there's trouble with their brain chemistry, that we want to be helping them with this and assisting them so that they can really have the lives that they deserve to have and that they have focus, that they can think straight, that they don't have to take naps every afternoon, that they don't have to deal with headaches or depression or anxiety and be on medications. So we can all really help young people with this by learning this information and being a good role model. And, and if, if they're not going to listen to you, then maybe suggesting that they read some of these books like Wheat Belly or Grain Brain or numerous, numerous other books that are out there. And one person at a time, we really can make a difference in our own lives and in our families' lives and in our whole community and then reaching out to the whole country as well. So it just starts from us making one change at a time. And speaking about making these one changes at a time, Lucy's going to take us through just a few simple steps. If you say, I don't even know where to start. You know, Ellie's talking about that she changed her diet. I don't even know how I would even start at all. Lucy's going to give us some pointers on this. Yes, absolutely. Now, Ellie was talking about changing her diet by eliminating certain foods. But for a lot of people, it works best to start 
by adding foods into your diet. So then you feel like you have lots of foods to choose from and you feel like you have an abundance of choices. And then guess what about that? We started our show talking about positive. Yeah. So this is going to roll right into it. Rather than thinking, I can't have this and I can't have that and having all that negativity, we do what Lucy says and we think, oh, look at all of this amazing food I'm going to start eating. Mm-hmm. So what foods would you start to eat? One food would be more fat. So that's one that's going to satisfy you and decrease your cravings. And it's going to feel luxurious. Like a lot of people don't eat a lot of fat or maybe you don't eat any fat really at all. So this is going to be something really fun and then also physically filling for you to be having. And what something that we fats- can recommend. Yes, here here would be something that we could recommend somebody start with is actually getting some cream, some heavy cream, and throw out your skim milk or 1% or 2%. Just throw that all out. Get rid of that. And go and get yourself some cream, heavy cream, and put a little bit in a dish and a little bit like a quarter cup, maybe even a half a cup, and a couple berries in there. And that would be something that for sure kids would love and adults would love. Anybody would love that. And you find that that cream with all of that fat is highly stabilizing, meaning that it starts to stabilize your blood sugar and feed your brain with all of that great fat. And you're going to instantly start to feel better. Now, of course, if you're sensitive to dairy, we wouldn't recommend that. But if you're not sensitive to dairy, or even if you don't know if you are and you've been having dairy anyway, then that would be a simple, easy, very, as Lucy said, very luxurious way to start getting some fat in your diet. Mm -hmm. And if cream doesn't work because of the dairy, you could use canned coconut milk, the kind that's in the can, so it's really thick and fatty and have your coconut milk and berries or add your coconut milk to your shakes. And And other other types of fats could people start adding in? Yeah, others could be avocados. So even have a whole avocado or cut up some pieces of avocado onto your salad. And nuts and seeds, raw nuts and seeds, olives, butter. And if you're doing butter, it's the pasture butter. But use that to cook your food in. And use coconut oil to cook your food in. Now, those would also be things that you could give to children. And we know of a number of daycare providers who have small children. And they say they can't keep the avocados in the house. Every time they get out that avocado, the little children, I mean, little tiny ones even, their hands go up in the air and they start kind of flicking their fingers. Because some of them can't talk yet. And they just want that avocado. And little tiny children like that also really, really go for coconut oil and the pasture butter. And so don't even think that this child is going to turn into a fat child if they're eating the fat. And what that's doing is feeding their brains. And it feeds the children's brains, but it also feeds your brains as well. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're thinking over on the other side of the radio as you're listening, you're thinking, if I start eating avocados, I wouldn't be able to stop or I would eat way too many. And the answer is no, most likely no, you're not going to be out of control eating too much of these fats. They're really self-limiting. So it's really hard to even eat to eat a whole half an avocado in one sitting, especially if it's combined with other foods. So go ahead, if you're hungry, have these foods. 
and you're going to be a lot more satisfied with all of the other foods you're eating. Another food to add in is vegetables and all different colors of vegetables. So play a game with yourself, make it more interesting for yourself, and aim to have nine cups of vegetables a day and all the different colors. So the colors would be red, orange, yellow, and green. Purple. Purple, yep. What else? Black. White. And black and white. And purple cabbage is so yep. great to chop some of that up and put it in your salad. And you have orange carrots and purple purple cabbage and maybe like green egg peas. Plants. Those are starchy. Egg and yellow plant, bell maybe. peppers. Uh-huh. Yep. Orange bell peppers. And white jicama. Uh-huh. Black yep. olives. All the different color tomatoes. There's yellow. And isn't there even a purple tomato? There are. Absolutely. Yes. And then the red ones, of course, and orange ones and all those peppers. And then all of the greens. There's so many different colors of le- or different types of leafy greens. So most arugula. of us know about spinach. Yep. Arugula. Lettuce. So many types of lettuce. Leafy. And Endive, uh-huh. yep, butter lettuce to make lettuce wraps with. So play a game with yourself and get nine cups of vegetables a day and tally them off. So you get some vegetables at breakfast and at lunch and at dinner. And then tally off all the different colors that you get every day. And then on your salad, give this a try. We find that we recommend this all the time and people don't try it. But uh, we recently had a retreat in the studio and we served this wonderful salad that all the participants put together all their vegetables. And then we put, this is what we recommend people use. Just put some olive oil on it, olive oil, and then some Himalayan salt. And then um, it could be any kind of seasoning. So you could use Italian seasoning. Something we love is the Bragg's organic sprinkles. And people often, when they hear us say that, they automatically assume, well, I'm not going to like that because I want vinegar. I want this ranch dressing or I want this other kind of thing. But um, I can tell you when we serve that salad to that retreat group, they all were going, oh, my gosh, this is like the best salad I have ever had. I had no idea that you could just put olive oil on a salad and it would taste this good. So we recommend that everybody at least try that. And if by any chance you find you really want something else on it, then try the lemon juice. But we find that people are very, very surprised at how amazing your salad tastes when you use um, pretty, you know, a lot of olive oil. Not that it's dripping, but that all of your vegetables are really coated with it. And then a really nice amount of that Himalayan salt and some organic sprinkles on there with various herbs. It's um, just an amazing taste sensation. So all these flavors, your diet, your food does not have to be boring at all. Also, if you shop at Whole Foods and you look in the seasoning section, I think the best seasoning in the entire universe is the Whole Foods brand of chimichurri seasoning. Oh, yes. It's like Mexican flavors. It's so good to put on your salad. And then if you like more of an Asian taste, the Whole Foods brand also has a Szechuan seasoning. And both of them are really good, and they're salt-free. So you can just put your Himalayan salt on instead, which yeah. is so wonderful to find. Can you yeah. just say what those are again, chimichurri? Yeah. One of them is called chimichurri, and um, it's it's like Mexican flavors. And the other one is the Szechuan seasoning. And they're, in, they're the Whole Foods brand, and they're in those little glass jars. So it's not in the bulk section at Whole Foods. The, it's in the glass jars. 
Ooh, good. Oh, let's go get those. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are good to add to protein too. So another thing to add to your diet would be protein at each meal, which could be eggs or meat like chicken or beef or shrimp or any other kind of fish or protein shakes. And yeah, a great idea is in the studio and I make, like oftentimes I make some ground beef or I just make different meats or even salmon in the studio and I pretty much always put that chimichurri seasoning on and I hear at least 10 different people say, oh my gosh, what is that smell? Is somebody making sausage? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, yeah. it just tastes, it makes your food and your meat taste amazing. Mm-hmm. It does that too with crockpot beef. And I don't think a lot of people ever think about putting beef on a salad. But beef, like crockpot beef, that's even if it's not seasoned, it tastes absolutely amazing. But you can even season it up and then it's even better. But often we just think that you only put chicken on salads. But um, Madeline's seasoned salmon works and beef works. Actually, pork roast works really well as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, another thing to add to your diet would be the dynamic greens. And if you've listened to our radio show before, you know what those are. It's a powder of all different vegetables and fruits, and you mix it in water. It's a beverage. And the reason that the dynamic greens is nice is that it's a replacement for some other beverages like pop or fruit juice or milk. And it also resets your system. So it starts to help you to want more good foods for you. You want to eat the vegetables. And That's you a want good to point. Protein. It's a good point because a lot of people don't like vegetables. And Lucy's absolutely right that when you start drinking Dynamic Greens, it starts to change your taste where you not, not necessarily crave vegetables, but you, they, they are more appealing to you and they taste better. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you start to also decrease your desire for other foods you don't want, like sugar, lots of starches and processed foods. So speaking of sugar and processed foods, desserts or treats, Ellie was talking about that triple chocolate cream cake, always having some type of dessert or treat around. And we often hear from people that they don't need those because they don't think that they need to be eating desserts. But the people that are most successful with their changes are the people that do those desserts. So look at our blog, and we're, we're coming to a close with our show today. So I'm going to end on just saying visit the blog, and you'll see some other recipes to replace some grains, like the cauliflower fried rice or using spaghetti squash with the tomato sauce, and then a whole variety of dessert-type foods that are sweet with stevia. And the blog is at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to the show today. Ellie, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, you're welcome. Yes, it was great to have you today. And everybody remember your Academy Awards. Yes, our special project or game for this week. Well, we'll be back next week. This was Body Balance Talk with Lucy, Madeline, Jeannie, and Ellie. And that's our show. Thanks again for tuning in this week. Join Jeannie, Lucy, and Madeline for another edition of Body Balance Talk next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, listen to yourself and make it a healthy life ahead.